The roadway to success is always under construction. Steve Harvey. Man's time here is finite, but the influence of a man is infinite. The question is what shall we do with the daylight that remains? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Bronson Wilkes. This is the Build the Life You Want podcast. Today, I want to talk about a principle of gratitude versus discouragement. It's easy to become discouraged in this life. Discouragement is always knocking at the door because life is filled with rough patches. That's just the way it goes. Even on the good days, you can find things to be discouraged about. In the summer, the days are too hot. In the winter, The nights are too long, the days are too cold, and the rain comes at the wrong time. It's always on its own schedule. For some reason, it doesn't consult you. (laughs) But that's life. Navigating millions and millions of factors while attempting to accomplish various goals and dreams that you thought you would achieve along the way. Uh, My mom's told me many times, whatever your plans are, things won't go that way. Right, Because there's just so many variables, so many things going on. The way you envisioned it when you were young turns out to be a little skewed about you know what reality might look like. So you can enjoy the warmth of the sun and be grateful for its many gifts that the earth literally can't live without. Or you can view it as a cancer-causing fireball that's trying to kill you. Both are true. But which one would you rather live with? right? The gratitude. View view life, view things, the environment, the people, the places, the things around you for what they can bring to the world, the good things that they offer, right? The terrain is rugged, but that's what makes a majestic mountain. The desert is desolate, but that's what makes the stunning sunsets. The people are, are too busy and disconnected, all hustling around, right? But they're the same people that created all these luxuries we enjoy, the magnificent buildings that we utilize and walk around, the structures we travel across the world to see, the iPhones and maps and gizmos and gadgets and laptops and microphones that we all use to work and play and enjoy a variety of things. How do you want to view the people that are hustling around? Is hard work a a curse or a blessing? Many times I I tell people that I I enjoy manual labor and they they look at me strange like, what the heck are you, you know, are you in a hard time? Are you like an immigrant that's trying to establish roots in a new place and that's all you got? It's like, no, man, I, I like to work. Is it not better to enjoy feeling the warmth of the sun, to feel the dopamine from exerting myself and working my muscles and, you know, feeling that, that sweat and, and strength. Is it not better to gain a bit of perspective on the day, go out and work in the hot sun, sweat, struggle, maybe even bleed a little, <laughs> and then get home and take a nice warm shower or play on the soft carpet with my kids in a nice air-conditioned house, sit on a nice soft couch and enjoy a movie at night. Like, 
if all you do is sit on that couch and essentially achieve nothing in the day, exert no mental or physical energy, then there's just no contrast. There's no perspective, right? You don't want everything to always just go very smoothly and easy and require nothing of you. So when you actually go out and exert yourself physically and mentally, emotionally, when you have those moments of luxury and ease and peace and comfort, it actually means something. It feels good. I mean, we don't, we don't want to live a life that requires no energy or effort. The truth is you don't even want everything to be super easy. Humans enjoy a good skirmish, something mentally, emotionally, and physically challenging that stimulates us, that brings some kind of excitement, that gives us contrast, that gives us novelty, that gives us perspective. That's the way we're wired. I've talked about the book Younger Next Year and how it explains our uh, biological system. And if we are lazy, our bodies literally decay. And if we exert a lot of energy on a regular basis, our bodies will they'll first decay or break down those muscles and, and bones, etc. But then they that exertion triggers rebuild ourselves so that we can adapt to a new environment, a new home, right? I've heard I've heard Laird uh, Hamilton say say this is our new home, right? That's the way he describes describes a dramatic change in effort or exercise routines, right? The first day that you go out and run, your body's like, man, this is crazy. Two, three days in, you're sore. Four, five, six, seven days in, your body's going like, oh, I guess this is our new home. This is how we live now, right? And uh, your body is meant to adapt to an environment that is full of hormones that control our joy, our satisfaction, our cravings and desires. We're going to get into that in just a second. We're so complex. We're as complex as the environment we live in, right? A lot of things at play. I mean, you think of your body, just a conglomerate of cells that for some reason, some turn into bones, some muscles, some, some blood, et cetera. Right. And, uh, there's hormones all over. There's microbes everywhere. Like this is a complex ecosystem that we're managing and we find joy in those things I described, contrast, perspective, hard work, um, looking at the positive, right? So it's easy to become discouraged because nothing, nothing goes quite the way you thought it would, or you had hoped it would, or the way you envisioned it. But you can also look at all the upside, right? It's like your car's having a few problems, but you still got a car. Your house isn't as luxurious as you wanted. It's not as nice or new or or spacious as you wanted, but you're still living in a house, right? The politicians, every one of them seems to be under investigation for something, but you still live in this amazing country that gives you opportunity, freedom, wealth, the ability to achieve. You live in this day and age where everyone seems to be looking at their phones, but you also have limitless opportunities for employment, pleasure, luxury. I heard Steve Harvey say the roadway to success is always under construction, meaning that life is not smooth and free of struggle and it never will be. You shouldn't expect it to be. 
You should basically become accustomed to the fact that it's always going to be filled with surprises, both exciting and difficult, barriers, struggles, obstacles, and the joy comes from recognizing the good that you have, which may just be including, which may just be your ability to overcome those struggles easier, easier this time than last time, easier next time than this time. It may be the people you got to struggle with. Sometimes those are the best memories you'll ever have, struggling with people you love, right? <laughs> Sometimes in my family, we try to uh, do things that are uncomfortable on purpose because those are significant memories that are usually turn into great memories. I'm going to shift a, s- a slight bit towards a podcast I heard from Andrew Huberman. Um, he's got this great episode on motivation and dopamine management. How that how you can sort of control the way you feel about certain uh, activities and how rewarding they seem to you. So one of them is, of course, gratitude is the antidote to discouragement, or you know, seeing the bright side is the antidote to constantly feeling depressed or down about life, feeling like you're a victim. You you want to be in the powerful state, right? But at a hormone level as well, you can really change this. So. Dopamine is the primary driver of motivation in our bodies, right? So there are many, many hormones at play all the time. Some of them spike with different things, right? So you may have, there's, may have heard of like ghrelin associated with your appetite or um, testosterone being, you know, a driver of all kinds of things, but uh, a sex drive, an aggression drive, different things like that. Um, dopamine being one of the primary drivers for motivation and craving, right? So you have sort of a baseline for your dopamine. And when you do some stimulating activity or eat something or, um, or view something, your dopamine will increase. Call that a dopamine spike, right? Or a peak. And it will then return to its baseline or thereabouts. So for every activity you do, there are variances in your dopamine level. So when you eat a meal, for example, you have this dopamine peak and it's a satisfaction of like you achieved your goal, you're no longer hungry. When you have sex, you have a dopamine peak. When you go play a sport, when you view something on TV, etc., you have these dopamine spikes. So they're constantly happening through that throughout the day. You have this uh, kind of ebb and flow of dopamine in your brain. Now, With each of these things, you know, the dopamine spikes temporarily and then returns to its baseline. Some drugs, for example, spike your dopamine so much to an insane, unnatural level that those drugs are very addictive because it it spiked your dopamine to this unnatural level. And now your baseline, when you return to baseline, feels like a depression. So, of course, what do you want? You want that high again. So you... Uh, crave meth, right? Or whatever, some of those hard drugs. Uh, one very important piece of this puzzle is that the key to making something desirable is the difference between the dopamine baseline and the height of the dopamine peak. So like I said, with like meth, methamphetamine, if you take that, it spikes your dopamine. I may be off on this. I feel like I heard many years ago that methamphetamine spikes your dopamine like 1100% or something, something very wild 
Whereas sex is only like in the hundred percent range or something, right? So the difference is is huge. So methamphetamine creates this massive peak, and um, so everything has these peaks and valleys. But the idea is the difference between your baseline and the peak is where you feel strong senses of accomplishment, satisfaction, or joy, right? So if you're constantly getting little dopamine spikes like with chronic use of social media or snacking all day or many other dopaminergic chemicals or activities, your dopamine baseline will then be slightly elevated throughout the day. And then the difference between that baseline and a spike when exercising, for example, will be very minor. And you won't register that activity as an especially rewarding activity, right? So what you want to do is try to manage when you're spiking your dopamine by, you know, keeping it low pre and post exercise, for example. So if exercise is the thing we want to learn to like, we want to take advantage of the system by reducing our dopamine spikes before and after exercise and then taking advantage of the dopamine spike that occurs naturally during exercise because exercise happens to be a dopaminergic activity. It should feel a bit rewarding, but it won't if you are spiking your dopamine before and after with, let's say you're looking at social media right before you exercise, then you go exercise and you've told yourself, if you exercise for 30 minutes today, you're going to go have a Twinkie or you're going to buy yourself that new thing on Amazon or whatever. Well, now you've basically made the exercise feel like a duty. You're going to spike your dopamine pre-exercise and post-exercise. The difference between the baseline and the peak of your dopamine when we talk about pre-exercise, mid-exercise, and post-exercise is going to be essentially unnoticeable. And then the other thing is mentally, you've basically told yourself that the exercise is the hard part, the crappy part, the suffering, the reward is after. So you've, you've made exercise feel like garbage compared to what it should feel like because you've manipulated your dopamine and mentally uh, told yourself that, that the, the reward comes later. So we use this to our advantage by essentially saying, okay, what are the activities I want to establish in my life as rewarding? I want to make those things good, right? So if you struggle with exercise, use that method, keep those low. Maybe you could apply this to your job, right? I mentioned physical labor earlier. I like, I like that feeling of physical labor, which is, I guess, exercise in a way. Uh, but also it could, it could apply to the task that you're working on. So I mentioned the mental piece of that. You actually want to tell yourself that you enjoy the thing that you're doing while you're doing it. So you want to actually like, whether you call that a lie or not, you want to tell yourself over and over and over that this is enjoyable. I love doing this. This is so great that I get to be doing this right now, right? Can't wait to go exercise today. Man, when I exercised, that was great. Looking forward to it tomorrow. 
So you're mentally focusing your brain on the positive things, the gratitude that we started this episode with. You focus your mind on what you would like to take from these activities, the environment, the world you live in. I appreciate that I'm strong. I love getting, I love the feeling of getting better at getting faster, at getting stronger. I love the feeling of uh, my heart racing and then coming back down. I, I love the feeling of my lungs burning and the hormones that release there. And this is true for me. Like when I exercise really hard, let's say I'm running on the treadmill, when I crank it up, sometimes if I'm sort of doing a jog or something and I, I need to get that dopamine rush, I'll turn it up as fast as it can go and I'll put it on incline as high as it can go and I'll just run until I feel like I'm about to die. My lungs are about to burst. I'll jump off and pause it for a minute or slow it down and then do it again two or three times. And by the time I'm done, I can just feel this like fire in my lungs. It doesn't hurt. It it, it feels good. And I can feel that like hormones have just been pumped into my blood system. My brain is happy and alert and sharp. And I get all this from a run. But then the other half is it, if you tell yourself that you enjoy it, you're going to focus on that positive, right? It, it, it could certainly be determined as suffering. I mean, it's truly suffering <laughs> when you can't breathe and your muscles are burning, but also the reward. So what we started this episode with, there's two sides to every coin and you get to choose where you're going to put your emotions and thoughts. Is the sun a blessing or is it a carcinogen? Well, it happens to be both, but you get to decide which one you're going to feel about. You know, you get to decide how you're going to manage your life and emotions and mental state around it. Same with exercise. So in summary, before I keep rambling too much, if life is this wild journey through unpredictable and complex terrain, your preparation and growth in one area of life will help you succeed in other areas of life and where you put your focus will grow, right? When you focus on something, you see more of it. So focus on the positive. The way you decide to view the world, events, and challenges in your life will determine your joy. So focus on enjoying the ride, on collecting wisdom, experiences, and, and awesome memories, and be grateful for the upside. Thank you guys for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, subscribe, etc. Help us to uh, continually reach a broader audience. I appreciate you all listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Hey, thanks for listening to the entire episode. As a token of gratitude, I want to give you a discount on my book, Ingrained. Head over to bronsonwilkes.com store and download Ingrained for less than a dollar with the coupon code GOALS, G-O-A-L-S.